Today, it really is an honor and privilege for me to be able to introduce our guest speaker. I met him, I guess, a few years ago. Uh, pastor Rayleigh is uh, pastor of the Great Church, Calvary uh, Christian Church in Daytona, uh, Florida, uh, Florida. And it's just being with him and seeing what he's done. He's got his wife, uh, Dawn, here. He's got two daughters and a son, and of course, a daughter is graduating today. We have a proud pop and mom in the house right there that's going to be uh, speaking to you. He's, uh, you know, you go on and on about his church. He's been there 16 years, and the church has just exploded underneath his leadership. He's on TV and they started him. He's just about everywhere in the sun. And it's one thing, and this is kind of where it got me, is when I, I heard about him, a friend of mine introduced me to him, and of course, we opened up a cohort. Uh, one of our extensions open at his church site, which is now one of the largest ones that we have. But what intrigued me is when the pastors that I know, but I mean, I'm, some, I'm talking about guys that, that I'm, you know, I look up to like, man, those guys just throw down because the priest is powerful. And they came up to me and said, this is, this is my favorite preacher right here. I'm like, what? I'm come on, that's a pretty tall word. If you run it out And then I think it was two years ago, we got to lose the Mardi Gras. And from the beginning of that message, from the end, I was out in my seat, and I don't usually put messages out there and say, you got to watch this, but I put this my entire email out So everybody, you need to watch this service. So I just want to thank Pastor Randy for coming and being willing to. Share with us whatever God has laid on our hearts, and especially for you, Brad. Uh, we are expecting quite a treat today. Watch it. Let's go.
To understand that before you rise and rule, you've got to know what it is to stoop and serve. I never, I never want to be the kind of preacher who loves crowds but hates people. I believe we're on dangerous ground when we're there. So I believe I have something from heaven for you. And we're going to be looking from John chapter 13. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour had come, that he should depart from the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Anybody glad that Jesus loves your right straight through to the end? Hallelujah. And supper being ended, the devil had him already put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took up the towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I'm doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said, Lord, then not just my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to them, He who is bathed is only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say so well, for I am. If I can be your Lord and your teacher, and have washed your feet, you also ought to wash the feet of one another. For I have given you an example that you should do, as I've done most assuredly. I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent him greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, Blessed are you if you do that. I want to talk to you for the next three and a half hours along these lines. For just a few minutes along these lines. A title, T-I-T-L-E. Or a title. What are you going to seek in a minute? Are you going to seek a title? Jesus is looking for those who will seek a time. Let's pray. Father, that your anointing come in this room. May your name be glorified. We worship. We worship. We adore. We thank you. Everybody who loves him, say amen. amen. Most of you are acquainted with the ancient Middle Eastern custom of washing feet. This cup was actually reserved for the most lowly slave. And their journeys would take them through everything imaginable, mud and dung and dirt. 
And this was such a terrible job, the job of washing feet. And it was such an intense thing that a Jewish citizen did not even be required to do this. Here we are, seeing Jesus, who puts on the garments of a servant. He disrobes himself of splendor, and he washes the feet of his disciples. And I want to reveal to you several ways to understand our motivation in ministry and discover today do we seek a title? Oh, okay, that's my day. He said, son, come up here. I got a little work I want to do. We were in the poorest church in Tampa. Pastor Don and my wife, we lived in the worst neighborhood. We went back to our neighborhood the other day and drove through our neighborhood. And there was a sign on the side of the road in Tampa in our neighborhood that said, lock your doors and secure your belongings. I said, y'all welcome home. Come on. My dad calls and says, son, I got some work I want you to do. So I came up to the church in a pair of sweatpants and flip-flops. And my dad had a truckload of fresh cow manure delivered on the property and wanted me to spread it to all the flower beds and all over the property. So here I am in flip-flops taking wheelbarrows full of manure all over that property all day long. And you know what I smelled like when it was over. I'm sitting there with nobody ever going to know how hard I work. This is terrible. I can't believe it. All the, I'm in the worst church in the entire universe. <laughs> nobody else has to do this but me. And I spread that stuff around. I come home. My wife wouldn't even let me in the house. She said, you are bathing outside at a water faucet. I said, well, thank you for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> the water hose came back. I didn't think anybody would know. And the next day, I go to church, and it's raining in hot Florida. And do you know what happens when it rains on a Newark in Florida? You can smell it for about 500 miles. <laughs> People drove up in the church, and they said, what's that? What's that terrible smell? They said, Jim Rayleigh was here yesterday. <laughs> That boy spread manure all over his property all day long. Jim Rayleigh did that. Man, them old women, they started coming up to me and giving me that Pentecostal handshake. You ever had that? With like a $20 million in it? I mean, we were broke back in those days. We, we were, we were poor, we were poor. That's when we came to afford the last two letters. Emotionalism and exuberance in the church. 
Bible said, and it shall come to pass after which I will pour out my spirit in all things. The word pour again means investment. Somebody seeking after retirement. They'll see somebody worshiping or praising, and they'll say, that's just the flesh. You know, my church is radical. We got all kinds of folks. We got the richest and the poorest. We got illiterate and educated. And, and we got folks that will just straight up get their praise on. And if you are really praying in church and you're sitting by the wrong person, <laughs> your honey gets tired. That's the southern thing. You ever had your honey get tired too? The preacher says something you don't like and it just draws right out. Jesus and nothing 
the Bible mostly is a great story. And they rip the roof on the place. They drop a paralyzed man down. You know the story of Jesus healed. And the religious crowd said, We have never seen this passion before. We've never seen anything like this before. Gradually, it is my prayer that in the coming years, God will prevail into such a place that people will look at you and say, We've never seen anything like this before. We've never seen such a harvest. We've never seen such an anomaly. We've never seen so much power. Finally, number seven. Someone seeking after a title will overreact to the man's character of the body. We shoot our own.
concerned with your ministry. It's not a TV show. It's not based on TV and none of that stuff. Make sure everyone gets one. 
Jesus. 